Hello, podcast listeners. Today's episode, I was talking with Visuals, um, a Hollow Knight speedrunner most of you should know. And we were talking basically about the speedrun of Hollow Knight, how to get into it, and how he got good at it. And he shared a lot of very good information, like how important it is to stay focused on your goals. He also shared the fact that if you want to become a good speedrunner, you can become a good speedrunner. And it's not something impossible that requires a lot of skill not everybody has so if you're struggling with those things these ep- this episode is going to be really cool for you and besides that i'll leave it like that and get you to the episode so have fun with it hello everybody my name is flash177 today i have visuals here with me and we will talk about hollow knight so hello visuals let's let's introduce yourself uh hi uh yeah i'm visuals i've been speedrunning hollow knight for a little over two years now uh, opened AGDQ 2019 with Hollow Knight. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so as we said, we will talk a lot about Hollow Knight. Visuals is a fantastic Hollow Knight runner, basically runs every category of that game. So what was the first, like, what got you into speedrunning? Was it Hollow Knight itself or was it another game? You, did you speedrun anything before Hollow Knight? Um, I, I only speedrun Hollow Knight, but the thing that kind of got me into speedrunning was I saw a... Um, uh, the video of a GDQ run, it was Kingdom Hearts 2 at um, SGDQ 16, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I by remember Bloody that Biscuits. run. Yeah, it's my favorite run ever. I, I watched it like a, a bunch of times. Um, and it's my favorite game of all time. I love Kingdom Hearts 2. But uh, then there was a big flood in my city in 2017. Okay. And I was staying at a, at a buddy's house. And I couldn't play Counter-Strike or, or uh, World of Warcraft, the stuff I was playing. Because he had really bad internet. And so there was a YouTuber that talked about a game called hollow Knight, and i was like oh you know it's offline i might as well try it and i ended up loving it and um wanted an excuse to play it again and they had the speedrun achievements for beat it in 10 hours beat it in five hours mm-hmm. and so after getting those achievements i was like man it's actually like kind of fun to like have a clock on yourself you know i bet i could like do it faster than like try to get top 50 top 20 top 10 etc cetera, etc cetera, and eventually you just kind of snowball from there yeah, that's that's cool. Like I, I remember that Kingdom Hearts one. It was also like one of my favorite ones of all GDQ history. Like these these yeah. Kingdom Hearts ones are like so cool. Uh, and yeah, I mean it's it's incredible how you also started from like what the game offered you already. Like um, it's cool. It's cool that I that you started because of the achievements. So when you got into Hollow Knight speedrunning. You just started off with these achievements, but how did you get like into serious speedrunning Hollow Knight? Like, what was your beginning point? How you started from there? Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of loosely followed the any percent uh, no major glitches route, and then once I kind of had it down, uh, I think I got a one hour fifty two minutes, and I was like, you know that like there was a bunch of mistakes. I died to you know watch nights a million times. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I bet I could just do it faster and got it to a, uh, an hour and 11 minutes if I remember right. And then I was like, Oh, I bet I can do, you know, sub t- sub hour. And it just kind of became this like for, for, for me, I, I realized this uh, probably pretty recently. I'm obsessed with the idea of improving uh, myself, like I improving and watching myself improve in, in video games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for the longest time of playing competitive multiplayer, like, you can kind of get better, but at the same time, maybe you'll play against somebody that's like, just, you just play against better opponents that day, you know? So it's kind of hard to gauge whether you improved or not. With speedrunning, it was something I immediately clicked with. I was like, oh, I get to like really see that I improved because I got a better time. So there's no argument, like I got better. And uh, I just kind of got addicted to that feeling of like, of self-improvement and, and seeing myself rise in the leaderboard. And it was really fun for me. 
it's it's actually really funny how you said that because that was literally also one of the biggest benefits for me because I played like a lot of Smash competitively and improving mm-hmm. in those games is so difficult because basically the rest of the community is also trying to improve. They're improving with you. It's all depending a lot on day-to-day uh, like play side. Like some day you play better or the other day play you play worse. And it's like hard to see if you actually did improve. And that was like so like, man... I want to improve, but I don't know how to improve. I don't know if I improve. And then I went to exactly. speedrunning and I was like, hey, I got a better time. Hey, I worked out on a new strategy that's faster. I, I definitely see if I improve or not. And it's like the most beautiful feeling in speedrunning that you see like yep. straight up, you did better, you did worse. And that's like the most rewarding thing in speedrunning, I believe. Yeah, even if you're not getting like, a new PB or whatever, like, you know, a boss that you like had a gold split on or even just little things of like oh a trick that you got on the first try in a run before like never before and you just finally got it it's it's the little things like that you're just like man i, I can see myself getting better so much exactly more. exactly like speedrunning is shouldn't be about like many, many people misunderstand that thing um i actually tried to record a video today about that same topic that improving is not equal to pbing and uh <laughs> maybe you, you can tell a little bit more about that because i think that's like one thing many people miss out a lot in especially in the beginning state Oh, for sure. Um, like, the, and it, that's, yeah, that's a little bit like what I was just kind of saying. Like, you don't have to get a new PB or world record or anything to see yourself improving. It's all, it's, it's paying attention to the little things. Like, yeah, I'll have a stream that I don't even get close to PB, but I got like five or six golds on a category that I'm like really proud of. Like, my golds are my summer best. And you sh- it just feels good. Like, after it's just like, you know what? I didn't get a deep run, but at least I got those sick goals. Like, you know, it, it just feels, it feels fun. Yeah. Um, even if you're not finishing a run, you know? For people, by the way, not aware of what a gold is, it means that you played the the segment the best uh, ever, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, what? Oh, I was just gonna, like, uh, and then like, whenever you get, um, they take the golds of everybody in the community in some games, and they combine yeah. them to be a combined sum of best. So when you get one of those, it's like, even if you didn't get a world record, you got like the best split that you've ever that anybody's uh, ever gotten in, in the was... entire humankind and the entire speedrun yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like it really cool. Like, yeah. That's like so cool about speedrunning. You you don't have to look uh, always at the big picture. You can like improve in little steps, and it's like no shame, and it can still be rewarding. I mean, in Celeste, we have like tons of extremely talented players who only play the first chapter of the game or who only play the last <laughs> chapter of the game, and they are extremely good at them, but they haven't mm-hmm. ever done a full run of it, of the entire game. It's like so funny. Okay, so now the the speedrun scene obviously involves, like you said back then, in, in any percent, what was the world record? Like when you started out, thirty-five something. 35 and now it is like thirty-three oh seven. Yeah, that's like even <laughs> it's like two two minutes doesn't sound that much. It's like a lot micro optimization, new stress for boss fights. So obviously, speedrunning evolved in, in in Hollow Knight, and there were a lot of new categories. And if someone like thinks he has played Hollow Knight or he hasn't played Hollow Knight, you definitely should play Hollow Knight. Um, I think both of us can agree on that. It's like a fantastic game. <laughs> um, so when someone new tries to pick up Hollow Knight, where should they start and, and what is their most ideal way to get into it? Like, what would you say? So the the first thing is just make sure that you enjoy playing it because, like, there's a lot of RNG in the game. You're going to reset a lot. It's it's not a game where, like, like in Celeste, when you mess up on a room, you just have to redo that room. You know, it's, it's real quick. There's some things in Hollow Knight where you mess up and it's going to set you back minutes. So it's, it's, like, not really that worth to, to keep going. So you have to just enjoy that you – you have to make sure you enjoy the game in general. Um, and if you do, which I think is really easy because it's a fantastic game and it's really fun to play, um, I – 
unless you really, really love glitches, which I do in other games, but I'm not a huge fan in Hollow Knight of the, the glitch categories, um, I would advise, like, we have a plethora of resources and guides and tutorials and resources. Like, That's of, true. Videos. Yeah, like, it's, it's we're super spoiled when it comes to, to guides and stuff. Um, unfortunately, we're kind of in flux right now because um, Valve just changed down patching uh, through Steam. We can't down patch through the Steam console anymore. You have to use, like, a third-party thing now. And it's really unfortunate because in order to run most of the categories, you have to down patch to 1221. Um, and so we are hoping that Team Cherry gives us the option to have a, a drop-down menu of all the the, re, the former patches. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're working on that right now. Hopefully, Simo, please. That would be incredible. It would be so much easier to get people into the game, uh, into speedrunning the game, if we just had a you know drop-down menu of go to one two two one and you, you're there. But um, there is ways. We do have a little mini-guide of how to down-patch right now. Um, and you just down-patch to one two two one and learn either... I, I, I think both... 80% and all skills are both very accessible to new runners. Just it kind of depends on what you're struggling with. If you're super struggling with bosses, maybe try out all skills. Yeah. If you're struggling with like skips and stuff, maybe try 80%. Uh, you're just going to struggle with watch nights. But once you figure that out, you know, it's pretty smooth sailing from there. Um, but I think it's definitely, I mean, it's my and a lot of people in the community's first speed game. You know, it's like I had never speed or anything and I just picked up Hollow Knight and grind it out and if you you know we have debug mod you can give yourself infinite health to try tricks over and over try bosses over and over um so it's really accessible if you just want to put in the time you know it just takes a couple hours a day or whatever yeah so when when i started speed running the game i i started with true ending which sounds like crazy for many people because <laughs> true ending <laughs> is like uh the, the hardest category probably it has Definitely. like so many difficult boss fights. So, what would you say is like probably the the most beginner friendly thing in Hollow Knight, and what is the most brutal thing Hollow uh, for beginners in Hollow Knight? Like, what should they like practice a lot or pay a lot of attention to in the early days, and what should they like leave it be in the beginning? Like, what is a not time safe worth time safe in that sense? Yeah. So. I think most people will agree the number one thing you should start with is just watch your nights. Just fight them a hundred times, fight them a thousand times. Like I've done it so many, so many times I can do it in my sleep. Um, and I, you know, I'll still die to them every once in a while. It's not like we're like invincible for step boss. Sometimes they just bad pattern and you just kind of make a mistake. Yeah, it's it totally really hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So practice the hell out of them. You're going to have to, there's no way around it. If you run no major glitches, you're going to have to fight them. It's required. Um, it's kind of complicated to say what you shouldn't do because, for example, when I started, I did everything the easy way. Like, I, I did all the baby strats. I, I avoided everything hard until, like I said, I liked watching myself improve. So I liked finishing a run and then being like, okay, now I can try to die less to watch nights. And then next time I can try to, okay, maybe I'll try it for the explosion pogo this time. I'll try for the mantis pogo. And I just kind of slowly introduced things. Whereas somebody like Babai or Scurry, they both just did everything hard right off the bat. And that's yeah. just the way they are. And I think if I were starting now and I had already speedrun something, I would probably start with all the hard stuff. But it just depends on the type of person you are. If you're the type of person that needs to see incremental growth to kind of motivate yourself to keep going, maybe do the, the easy stuff and then slowly introduce the hard stuff. But somebody like Risky, his viewpoint is if you're going to have to learn the hard stuff anyway, if your plans are to get to like top five or whatever, why not just start with them right off the bat and deal with the hardships of doing them early and then eventually you'll get good at them. So it kind of just depends on your point of view on how you want to run uh, i think both ways can work um i think babai rose to the top like way faster than i did but i ended up getting record eventually so it, it just depends on 
on uh, if you need to see those tiny growths or if you can wait it out and, and play for the long run. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that's a good way to say it. Because many people, I feel like when they start out, they start out too hard and then they never finish a run because they never really finished learning the hard things. So, yeah, you need to you need to see what, what works for you. Every person is different and everybody learns in different ways. That's that's a good way to say. Um also funny how you said bye bye because he's like the most craziest human. Like yeah. he, he also speedruns <laughs> Celeste and like other games. And in Celeste I think like he just jumps for the most craziest things and his movement is so beautiful in that game. And the I, goat, I, dude. I don't know how many hours <laughs> they have in that game. Like he plays it all day long. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> um Okay, so after you speedrun Hollow Knight for that long, like, um, what is your most and least fun part of the game? Just, just for the record, because I think that's an interesting question. <laughs> or what okay. is your most fun part in in casually and uh, and speedrun wise? Okay, um, and speed why? Speedrun wise is is an easier question because I love the Lostkin fight in True Ending. I think it's super fun. Yeah, um, that's really cool. I, I I totally agree. That's like a very skill based fight. It, it it it's like how people describe Nightmare King Grim, which I totally agree. It's like kind of like a dance where you just kind of you almost enter like a flow, you enter like a rhythm. And once you, I mean, if you fall out of the rhythm, you kind of have it's a skill to like find your way back into it or find a way to like mm-hmm. adjust. But once you do find that like rhythm, it just feels so good to like keep him in this you know this constant loop of of getting staggered and then getting like double hit with a fireball and et cetera, et cetera. It's fun. Um, casually. I'm tempted to say, like, some of my favorite bosses, but I think it might have been, like, White Palace and in Path of Pain. Just the, mm-hmm. the platforming feels so good. Like, that's a huge chunk of why I love Hollow Knight is that the movement feels so good. That's why I played Melee. Because um, it feels like whatever you can think about, your character can do if you just do it right. Like, And so you have a lot of control over your character, and it feels like... It almost feels like he's faster than you, like, sometimes. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it can do more than you could even like try to do whatever it just feels really good to like have really crisp movement so whenever you're like flying through white palace whenever i have a good one in a run and just feels like even or even casually just going through path of pain it's, it just feels like a lot of fun um least fun part <laughs> i have a couple of candidates for this uh it's probably it's it's probably either no eyes or the frogs on the way to Marmo. uh yeah because it because like the frogs on the way to marmu like I ran 106 for a long time. Like I ran true inning first, and then I ran 106. And while I was running 106, you have to go through that frog area while you have seven health, six health, eight health, something along those lines. More than five. That's all I remember. Um, <laughs> I haven't run it in a couple months. But in true inning, when I came back to true inning, I remembered you only have five health there, and yeah. those frogs are completely random, and it's just such a nightmare, man. Like so many runs of just such a good pace, and then you just get bullied by the frogs, and like it's such it's so annoying. They just. It just feel very unfair. Um, so it's probably the frogs. It's just overall like really brutal RNG in general. It's probably like my overall answer. But um, that's... I, be- I believe actually like on if you're running on world record pace, you're not even allowed to slow down. Like I, for example, I'm allowed to slow down a little bit on the frogs, just see what, where they're jumping, and then I adjust to that. I, but you, if you slow down a little bit, you you use the pace either way. So <laughs> you have to heavily rely on that RNG part. I can see that. Yeah. That's like very very unfun. To, to run through probably yeah yeah it's uh there's a lot of rng in in the game in general but in those there's hyper focused rng sections and that that's one of them no eyes can also just be a total jerk because you just 
hit it once and it just teleports across the room and then you have the annoying ghost in your way um and then you have the lingering hitbox of the go- oh of the ghost sorry i hit a key on my keyboard ah, it's all fine <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's just there's a lot of like really concentrated rng sections that can just throw the run so fast it just goes from like you feel so good and all it's just gone <laughs> uh least fun casually if you have a least fun part casually Hmm. Because I have to think hard about it if I if I actually want to answer that question. Um, <laughs> probably because I don't speedrun the Godmaster stuff. I think when you do Pantheon Five, the lead up to the fun bosses. So when you have to like kill the the beginning ten or whatever, whatever, um, Vengeful King, Gruz Mother, False yeah. Knight, all those like it just feels like such a like okay, here we go again. Let me just like zone out and kill these bosses I've killed a bazillion times and then you finally get to like the fun ones at the end but having to slog especially when you're trying like a like all bindings or whatever or a couple bindings and you're trying to go through those beginner bosses and you're just getting impatient and then getting hit because you're impatient it's just I don't know I don't like that that opening sh- section I, I wish they would remove like the like I get why they don't but I wish like you didn't have to fight Hornet 1 and Hornet 2 they just put Hornet 2 and yeah. you didn't have to fight like Soul Master and Soul Tyrant just put the harder ones in there but whatever they wanted to buff the boss count to make it look more impressive of like 40 bosses in a row or whatever i get it and and markov please like that boss <laughs> no, is no, Mar- cool. Mar- <laughs> markov and in, in godmaster with no floor is just such a joke like that fight is not designed around not getting hit at all so doing that on radiant is one of the least enjoyable experiences i've ever had at the game i have a recording of it to prove that i did it legit but i never have been more angry i i was like i had my Mic off, I had my cam off, but I was screaming in my room. I was so angry, and I finally got it. I was like, fine, I never have to do this shit ever again. Like, I was so angry. I, I don't even think I have beaten it on Ascendant, but I, or like on the level two, like where the, Radiant. where the, oh, Ascendant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where the, where the ground is removed. But, um, I definitely, when I was attempting Pantheon 5, I cheesed through that fight a few times just to uh, get I'm rid blaming. of it. Because, like, that fight is, like, <laughs> actually... was the only fight I have, like, really, really problems with. And, obviously, the, the final one, but... Yeah. Yeah, I need, that's just practice at that point, the final boss. Um, For sure. Okay, let, we talked about the fun things. Let's talk about the different categories, because I feel like when people think about Hollow Knight, they obviously see these different categories. So let's talk about the different categories and what they offer, because uh, maybe people want to start or want to venture into different parts of the, the speaking. Yeah, uh, so I only run no major glitches categories, um, so that's where I have like my knowledge and expertise. If um, so, any percent is basically you just have to kill the three dreamers, and in order to get to them, you need a certain set of items, and then there's like one or two extra items that you don't need, need, but they make it faster uh, in the long run. So that's like dash. You don't technically need dash, but it just makes the overall run faster. So you have to kill the three dreamers and then kill the main boss of Hollow Knight. That's all of any percent. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to get to them, you need like crystal heart, uh, wall jump. Is that it? I think it's it. And the fireball, um, which you, again, you don't technically need, but it makes everything faster. Uh, true ending is that plus you have to get the King's brand to get into the, um, the abyss twice. You need the shade cloak and then you need to get into the abyss to turn a charm into void heart. And then, other than that, you have to get the two halves of King Soul, which are the two white fragments. One from the White Palace, which requires every movement ability except for Isma's Tear, which is the Acid Swim ability. And the other half just requires you to have the Shade Cloak to fight Traitor Lord. Um, 
lot of explanation needed for training, to be honest. <laughs> it's really complicated. Yeah. Um, and then you just have to fight the Radiance. Uh, all skills is basically any percent of G, but you need every spell and their upgrades, so all three spells and the Void version of them. You need all three Nail Arts, and you need every movement ability, including the Acid Swim. And then 106% is, uh, to easily explain it, when the game came out, that's the base version, and then they've had three, four, sorry, four main DLCs that were all free. Uh, Hidden Dreams and Grim Troop came out first. And when Grim Troop came out, the patch that Grim Troop, the final one is called 1221. That's what everything is run on because we have lever skips in that patch, including a couple other things like Explosion Pogo that was taken out uh, later. But a lot of the glitches other than lever skips and Explosion Pogo, um, I'm sorry, everything except lever skips was also possible in earlier patches. Lever skips wasn't. So that's why it's like a sweet spot of like everything is possible in 1221. And then right after that, they patched everything. Like mm. almost everything you could possibly think of is just gone from the game. So the 106 category is what I run, and that's the max percent on the Grim Troop patch. They now, uh, Lifeblood came out and they have 107%, and then Godmaster came out and it's 112%. And in order to run 112%, you have to run on the patch with all the all the glitches moved, or like minor glitches removed, which isn't as fun for me. I like the 1221 patch, so I run the max percent on that category. It's also why it's the most competitive because people like running on that patch. Mm-hmm. So you have to get everything, uh, all the charms, all the grubs, all the abilities, all the nail arts, all the spells. Um, most of the bosses, I think you can skip like two, three, something like that. Oh, you um, don't have to yeah. beat all Dream Warriors? Like theoretically in... Or what, no, which, uh, we, which boss do you skip? We skip the Master Moss Charger, because uh, he's not a percent. Um, we skip Grey Prince Zote, because uh, we don't need... The, you, you only need 2400 Essence, um, and so we don't kill Grey Prince Zote. We do kill White Defender which I don't think it's a percent. Yeah, it's not a percent. It's just we need the essence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it works out that way. And then we kill all the Dream Warriors. And yeah, and then uh, technically it would be faster to banish Grim instead of doing the the Nightmare King Grim fight. But it would make for a much less interesting category if we banished him. So we all just kind of agreed, like, let's just let's just kill Grim. It's just cooler. Yeah. Makes the category more fun. So yeah. Grim is the, the best boss. In my opinion, oh, it's so sick! Yeah, um, easily in my top three. Nightmare King Gr- Grim is so much fun, and the funny part is, it came out right before I started speed running, and mm-hmm. I had so much trouble with that boss. It took me like three <laughs> days of attempts of like just dying yeah. over and over. It took out like I did it also on stream, like even before I finished the normal or any percent part of the run, even before I did like a Hollow Knight, I beat Nightmare King Grim, and it all took me like <laughs> three and a half or two and a half hours. I don't remember exactly, but it was like the most fun because it was also like. You see, you start dodging all attacks, and you see like improving and getting hit, and you stop getting hit yourself. It's like yeah. very beautiful. A friend of you mine called him. And stuff. A friend of mine called him the most Dark Souls like boss in Hollow Knight because <laughs> it's hard to get into the pattern and to understand the pattern. But once you get it, it's like a very fun fight. It's not too difficult. Yeah, once once you get the, the exactly the pattern, once you get the rhythm of like you know where your openings are and you know like how to dodge, it actually becomes insanely easy. Like that fight is like one of the easiest fights for me. It's if I'm doing Pantheon Five, that's like my rest. Like that and Watcher Knights, which I know is very counterintuitive, but those are the fights where I'm like, okay, I can finish this fight with full health, full soul, and it's no problem because I've just done them a thousand times. But they definitely feel fair, if that makes sense. Like yeah. like Nightmare King Grim feels very fair. If you mess up, like it's your fault and you felt like it was your fault and, and that's Absolutely. Uh, I love Nightmare Kingdom. <laughs> so we, we talked about the categories, what they mean, but what they like, what do they actually like give you in the speedrun? Like, what do you learn speedrun wise in any percent? What do you learn in, in true oh. ending? And what like 
you know, what are the good parts of the category and what are like the less good parts, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, any percent, you mostly, like the first eight minutes, eight, nine minutes of most categories are relatively the same, like skeleton with just little things here and there. Like with one category, you'll have to get these geo rocks, another one you won't. But for the main part, it's you open up the game, you um, have to go get the fireball, then you go get the dash, then the wall jump, and then it kind of varies from there. Um, most categories will go to like a Grez Mother and do the shade skip. Um, in any percent, like that opening, you do have to learn like the fireball skip, the explosion pogo, the uh, mantis pogo. Those are like the main three. And then in any percent, you have to learn Watcher Knights, which is a big, big, big roadblock for most runners. Um, it's really, really hard to get used to. Once you do, it definitely feels rewarding, but it's like you're going to feel like you're running into a wall over and over. It's, it's, there's no way around it. People come in and ask us for tips all the time, and it's like, it's just do the fight like a thousand times. Just yeah. do the fight, and you'll, eventually you'll start to like see openings, but it, you're just going to get bullied at first. Everybody gets bullied. It's just the way it is. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, mm, you can do a trick called QGA, which is probably the hardest NMG trick um, that we have in almost any category. It's essentially crystal dashing atop the very edge of the the acid water mm -hmm. to get into the Queen's Gardens early. You don't have to do it. If you do that entire Queen's, Queen's Garden section perfectly, it saves around 40 seconds. But that section is insanely difficult. No one ever gets it like 100% perfect. They'll have like little things here and there. So... Um, you don't have to learn that, but it's, it's advised, like, if you plan on getting to, like, the top, like, just learn it. Um, and then, uh, doing beast in efficiently, that's basically any percent, uh, truning, learning the shade skip without having Mantis Claw is a pretty big, like, it's a trick you're gonna have to get good at, like, it's just yeah. no way around it. it takes a few attempts to, to really understand what you meant to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, the acid skip on the way to Hornet's not that hard after a few attempts. Trick-wise, Trinity's not even like a... It's not a trick-heavy run. It's a, it's a practice every boss in the run a thousand yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Because any of them can kill you. You know The amount of runs I've lost to Hornet, uh, like Hornet 2, Markoth, Noise, Marmu, Trader Lord, Radiance, obviously. Um, learning the Radiance with just the, you know, the upgraded Fireball is probably the hardest thing in the run. Um... Yeah, other than that. Oh, and you gotta learn White Palace. You gotta learn to do White Palace well. Um, that's yeah. a big one. Um, and then all skills is basically the same as any percent, except for you have to learn to do the Ismus skips. So the Spike Tunnel skip, and then the little Ismus um, crystal dashes. Uh, other than that, nothing's really that hard. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it's mostly just learning, learning to do too fast. It's more moving around in the world yeah. and getting, getting good, good at every room you have to go yeah. through. Because I, I watched one run uh, recently and I, I realized you have to go through so many areas in like so many different ways. I'd never even see them in true ending and in all skills <laughs> you see those areas finally. It's like very yep. cool. And yeah, I, I always talk about how like in all skills those stuff, like the Ismus skips, those are not negotiable. You have to do them or else like you can maybe lose three or four minutes going to kill Dung Defender and then going all the way around and water, mm. water waste is not worth it at all. So um, it's definitely like, it's almost non-negotiable if you ever want to have a oh, decent time. Is it that one when you go the way down to Agent Bazin, you have to like go into that spike thing ball? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, so that, that seems like I, rather difficult, to be honest. 
Like from just yeah. looking at it, it looks difficult. I, I it took me a long time to get very comfortable with it. And I that, that used to be the one thing I would start off every stream and I would do that every day because it, it's in one of six as that. well. You have to do it. Yeah. Um, and so that was the like I always say all skills is the if you're comfortable with the movement and you're comfortable learning skips, do all skills. If you're comfortable with getting good at bosses and you think you have a good handle on like the combat, do any percent because any percent it's shorter. There's not a lot of skips other than like the ones you're gonna have to do in both categories, so it doesn't matter. You just have to learn Watcher Knights um, and then learn how to do Umu, which I won't go into, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, kill the Hollow Knight. But like that, but that's like in all skills. There's so many areas. There's so many different like skips and tricks that you just they basically feel required um, uh, without like taking massive detours so i always say like yeah if, if you're comfortable with the movement you're comfortable with learning tricks do all skills first but um i always recommend 80 percent because i like it better <laughs> i think it's more interesting mm -hmm. uh 106 is everything so like almost all the tricks that i mentioned all the bosses it's just a massive gauntlet of you know two and a half hours you gotta learn how to do the coliseums fast which are oh yeah coliseum <laughs> i i've heard a lot of people disliking coliseum a lot at some point <laughs> Uh, I think it's fun speedrun wise, especially because you use the fluke uh, fluke nest charm so much in 106 because mm -hmm. it's busted in 1221. It just if you've never seen a 106 run, it actually like two shots a lot of bosses. You just yeah. shoot two flukes and it just dies. It's actually absurd. Um, there's, they definitely nerfed it, but they nerfed it too much. But whatever. Uh, in the Coliseum, you take off the Flukeness Charm, so it's nice to, like, learn the rooms fast, but when you're going forward record and you're going forward record against either Monsta or Axe, who are both ridiculously good at Coliseum, it's like, I always lost time there versus both of them, no matter okay. which one I was trying to beat. It's just, ugh, I practiced those so much, too, and just, I felt like every time I got there in a round, I was like, there goes seven seconds, and I just lost to one of them, like, jeez. But it, it is fun once you get good at them. Yeah, I think that that applies to most things in speedrunning, actually. Like, if yeah, you enjoyed the game a lot, and you get good at something, you will probably, even though it's difficult, enjoy it a lot more, because you feel like you, you are a freaking, you know, master of the game at this point. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, one thing, I don't know how well you can answer this, but um, you got, like, multiple world records in the time of Hollow Knight. You, like, you got any... Did you ever got any percent world record? Yeah, twice. Okay, and you got like true ending for sure. You got like one hundred six as far as like you. You got just recently like three world records as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started the game uh, in November twenty seventeen, and I grinded for nine months, and I got any percent record. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was competing with Scurry back then because me and him both kind of climbed the ranks like back and forth in any percent. So he was running all skills and true ending at the time. So I tried both of those. Uh, I've taken any percent twice, true ending nine times, all skills four times, and 106 three times, I think. But yeah, it's either two or three times, I don't remember. Okay, and the, the question I really want to ask is like, how do people get world record, or how did you get to that world record level, and why, like, explaining the why, what the why is behind it. I know it's like a super weird question, but I feel like a lot of people think it's like a big like mystery behind it but maybe you can prove them wrong yeah um i guess I, i've always felt like i've always felt naturally good at games but it, i it wasn't that i could pick up a game and immediately be good at it it was that i was proud of my ability to get good eventually like if i really really put my time into something i could like i was very confident that i could learn the ins and outs of it 
Um, I don't even think that I'm like naturally as good as a lot of the like top Hollow Knight players or top speedrunners in general. I just think that I don't quit, um, mm-hmm. and I'll like I'll just run something until like. I get really tunnel visioned. If I really, really want a record, like I'm going to do it every day until I get it. So it's just throwing myself at it for hours every day and, and practicing like crazy. Um, I'll start off every stream with like an hour to hour and a half of like debug mod, like practice of every boss in the run and every trick in the run. Um, I think like it just, it just, it, in my opinion, I think anybody can do it. I know that there's this like stigma around like, in my in my mind speedrunners want at the same time for people to look at them like oh these guys are gods and they're like untouchable but at the same time they want to make it seem accessible and anybody can do it mm-hmm. i'm firmly in the second camp i think everybody can do it if they really really wanted to it just depends on your motivation on if you're like driven enough to do it i'm extremely competitive so i love like i love the competition aspect i love like uh pushing myself to 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 get the goals that i set for myself um I think there's a big divide in speedrunning to where of of one camp of like people who really just like the community aspect and like, you know, being around people that, that play the games that they play and they like the we all work together to push the time down of a of a run or whatever. And then there's the people that like really try to get records and, and personal best and stuff like that. And I consider myself in the second camp. I totally understand the community. I mean, I love having, you know, the Hollow Knight guys that I talk to all the time and, and I like having those friends in speedrunning. But um I, I don't think that there's a bad side like I don't think you can be on either one and it's a bad thing. Like, you know, if you want to be competitive, I love com- competition. I love, you know, people trying to be the best, but I also think it's cool, like a community aspect or whatever in speedrunning I think is cool. So I mm-hmm. think both work it and going for it that's like really something i appreciate of you and i think that's like one thing you in particular make really really good and uh, use of it so one thing i want to ask you if they have if you have one more thing to share like if somebody listened to this episode and they played hollow knight and they find, find it cool and that's how they stumbled upon this episode but they don't know if they should pick up speedrunning it if there's one more thing you could share or you could talk about whatever it is um to convince them to speedrun it instead then go ahead and do it and that will close up the episode i think uh yeah um i think for for one, even if you don't decide to speedrun it, I would say join the Holiday Discord um, and just talk to people in the speedrunning channel because everybody's going to tell you basically the same thing. Of like, I, I would argue maybe ninety to ninety five percent of speedrunners thought that oh, speedrunning is really cool, but I could never do it. Like, I'm not one of those people that's just going to play it over and over. It's not, it's not like that. Like, I, I don't know. I because I, I thought the same thing. I when I was like. I don't know, 16, I saw a video of Super Mario World and I thought it was super cool. And I was like, I didn't never do that, but like, it was really cool to watch. And then like, you just, just give it a try. Like if you don't enjoy it, then you don't enjoy it. But I would argue that like, once you kind of see yourself like getting better at the rooms and you start to like memorize what you're going to do next. And like, it just starts to become kind of muscle memory. Um, I think it's really, really addicting. So um, like a drug, uh, try it once and no, sorry. <laughs> 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 but no, like if if you uh, if you just give it a try, I think it's a lot it's a lot more accessible than people think um, when they're mm-hmm. not in the speed. I, I hear that every every time I host anybody and they find out I'm a speedrunner, they're just like, oh, I could never do that. It's like I promise you, you could just try yeah. it. I promise you. Um, even if it's not in this game, you'll find a game that you you like playing over and over, and you can just uh, enjoy like getting a personal best in, even if you're nowhere near record. Like it, 
I don't know, setting personal goals for yourself and achieving them is so much fun. Like to me that it almost doesn't make sense when other people don't enjoy that. Like if you, if you don't like setting your goals and then like hitting them and like, you don't find personal accomplishment out of that, then like, I don't, I don't know if we can hang out. <laughs> That's just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I think, yeah, that was good. It's it's like so surreal because sometimes I think like, are people really talking about that speedrunning is not like really accessible for everybody? But then what you just said, when you host somebody who's not a speedrunner, they always freak out like, oh, you speedrun a game, you play it thousands of times. Like, like the wider majority of gamers think like, it's like very difficult. They can never do it, yeah. But it's, 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 it's definitely not. not. It's definitely not. Okay, nice. I think that runs it up perfectly. So that was the episode about Hollow Knight. Um... For everybody curious, I will record a second episode with visuals uh, where we talk about RNG because RNG and Hollow Knight are two things that come together if you want to speedrun them. So if you want to listen more to visuals, uh, if you like what he's talking about, then check out the upper, other episode. It will release a couple of weeks after this one. And for now, I think uh, so we say goodbye for this episode and thank you for, for being here, visuals, for now. No, no problem. Been fun. Yo, thank you all for listening all the way to the end in this episode. Um, I hope you had as much fun listening to this one as I had fun to record it because I think that episode was really cool. Like a lot of cool moments. I felt like we were talking about the core essence of speedrunning and it was really cool. I also recorded a second episode that evening with visuals, which will most likely release next week. It depends a lot on how the next episodes are getting recorded though, um, where we talk about RNG and how you get around the struggle with RNG and why RNG is a good thing in speedruns. Keep an eye out for that. I think it was a beautiful episode too. And besides that, just want to let you know that I also stream these episodes, or I try to stream them, that this episode you just listened to was streamed on my Twitch channel, Flash177 before the internet went down. So basically throughout this episode, my internet went down and I couldn't stream anymore. Just my upload speed got completely destroyed. Um, but as soon as that got fixed, I can stream again regularly. So if you're interested in, in watching that stuff live, interact with my guests so we, we can chat a little bit with chat, which is like really, really cool. Or if you just want to watch like six speedruns of me playing Celeste or Hollow Knight, or watching me adventuring through Kaiser Mario, which is extremely fun, then uh, please make sure to check out that Twitch channel. I, I really would love to see new faces there, and uh, everybody's welcome. So besides that, uh, thank you for listening, and see you soon.